are we ready for the word? Are we ready for the word? I just want to start off. You know, last week we shared on Beauty and the Beast because Beauty and the Beast was the movie that we watched at the last movie night. And we ended last week's message with a, with a scripture from Ecclesiastes 12 that says, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the silver cord is severed, before that last petal fell in Beauty and the Beast, but remember your creator in the days of your youth before that silver cord is, is severed. Last Sunday, last Sunday after church, we went home. Chris and I were in separate cars because he'd come here a bit earlier. And I got home and our neighbor from across the road was in our driveway and we met up and we started chatting. And between us and our neighbor, we've got this big hedge and um, it grows really fast. And David is just really, he's the guy that goes around, he's the guy that cut our grass before we even moved in. He, he's, he's just like that. He'll go and cut your grass, he'll trim your hedges, he'll just do that. And, um, and I said to him, oh, I'm embarrassed again, here's our hedge. It looks a mess. We haven't got the equipment to cut the hedge down. And he said, I'll do it. Um, and so, like, hey, this guy's 79, you know. He's a little bit older than us. So um, we felt a little bit guilty. We were supposed to have gone out on last Sunday afternoon. But we circumstances happened and we, we didn't go out. So we decided we're not going to go out in the afternoon. So David, Chris had come home in the meantime. David said, I tell you what, I'll cut your hedge, but Chris, you clean it up. You have to clean up all the brambles and everything, so we thought, bargain, cool. I'll go make lunch. So that's what happened. And while David was, while we were chatting to David, he was saying how he works out every night. He does upper body exercises. He really works hard, and he keeps himself in shape. And um, so he trimmed our hedge. Then, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, the hedge was trimmed. And we were eating lunch in our dining room, and we heard the sound of a truck reversing. You know, that beep, 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 beep thing, that, that noise. So we thought, hmm, somebody's having an Asda delivery or something in our cul-de-sac, because we live in a quiet little cul-de-sac. So we got up to go and have a look, and it was an ambulance. So we ran out and said, where are you going? And they, they obviously didn't want to be blabbing what was going on, but they said, David's house. We went, so we just stopped where we were doing. We ran into David's house. His partner was standing there at the door. She let us in. Chris got there first. He just prayed for him. He was in the throes of a heart attack. I have never seen something like this in my life before. It was the most upsetting and distressing thing that I've ever seen. And Chris prayed for him. I came in. I prayed for him. We just stood there praying for him in his lounge while he was suffering this severe heart attack. The, para the paramedics came in. They cleared us out. We had to leave, put him in an ambulance, and we could hear them talking to the hospital. So three o'clock, half past two, three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, David got blue lighted down to QA. He went straight into theater 
I mean, it's unheard of. There are waiting lists, but he went straight into theater and they installed a stent. His arteries were completely blocked and they installed a stent within 35 minutes, it was done. And they, they said to him, part of your heart is damaged because it wasn't getting blood, it wasn't getting oxygen, so part of his heart would be damaged, probably for the rest of his life, but he would still be able to live a normal life. He came home on Thursday, and we've seen him, and he's good. I've managed to witness to his partner, and, um, and I just laid that foundation, just because today we're going to speak about guarding our heart. So Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, in the NIV says, above all else, more than anything else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from your heart. In the New King James, it says, keep, in other words, protect your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Another translation says, pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. For from there flow the wellsprings of life, your innermost being, pay attention to it. So we've got to be committed to the, to the welfare of our hearts. We've got to guard our hearts. We've got to protect our hearts because the condition of our heart will determine what flows from it. So this week I looked up the frequency of some words just to get an understanding of the importance that God puts onto this. This isn't the gospel according to Sandy. This is the gospel according to God and his word. So the Bible places great emphasis on our hearts. So I looked up the word faith, and we know faith, the importance of faith. Faith appears in the Bible, the word faith, 229 times. 229 times, you think, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Love, 322 times. We know faith works by love. You can't have faith without love. The word heart, 771 times. 771 times the word heart appears. So there is great emphasis being placed by God on the condition of our heart. And our, our physical heart, our pumping heart, our physical heart is our most important organ. I mean, if, if that thing stops pumping, that's it, you're dead. And one of the biggest causes of heart failure is a thing called coronary artery disease. It's artery disease is one of the biggest causes of heart failure. So there are various factors that can cause our physical hearts, our physical arteries to become blocked. And am amongst things are, is a buildup of plaque. Plaque can build up in our arteries. Calcium, fats. You know, if we, sit, if we eat donuts and fried food three times a day, seven days a week, we're going to have a problem. We need to take care of ourselves. We can't live off a poor diet. High cholesterol, smoking, 
lack of exercise, these are things that can cause our arteries to become blocked. And when they get blocked, that means oxygen and blood can't get to the heart, resulting in heart attack or even a stroke, death. That could be the result. And as it is in the spiritual, as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. Things, there are things that can bring harm or damage to or blockages to our hearts. And we need to make sure that our hearts are pumping the right stuff. Last year in October, we did a, we did a mini-series on guarding our hearts. And we addressed the three, the big three. You know, like in South Africa, we have the big five, you know, the big five animals. But in guarding your heart, there were those big three that we, that we covered. The first one, unforgiveness. If you can't remember it, if you, if you, you know, if you, if you, or if you didn't hear it, I would suggest you go back and listen to them because they, we go into great depth on the series. But about unforgiveness. Um, whenever I hear the word forgive and unforgiveness, I can hear Lionel Peterson, who was the worship leader at Raymer. He sang that song and he said, forgive, don't let it in. Don't let the darkness of Satan in. You've got to send it away. Don't let it live. So, but we're not going to go into all that today. But unforgiveness, unbelief. Unbelief was the next one that we've got to guard our hearts. And the third one, offense. Offense. Don't take the bait. Remember the scandal on, the scandal on the bait, that, that, that trap. Don't take the trap. It's a trap. I'll tell you what, if you take that bait, that bait will take you down on a road you don't want to go. Don't, don't, don't take the bait. So those are the main three big things, but there are others. There are other things that can bring harm to our hearts, that we can have a build-up of plaque and fats in our spiritual hearts, so to speak. Things like disappointment. Disappointment. You know, hope deferred makes the heart sick makes the heart sick. When you're getting disappointed by something, an unmet expectation, it can make your heart sick. It can make it sad. Cynicism, oh, I managed to say it. Let's not become cynical. Let's not become hardened and suspicious and cynical. Fear, fear can clog our arteries. Insecurity. If we're not secure in who we are in Christ, your growth in Christ can be stunted, can be completely stunted. Your growth can be stunted. Comparison. We're not called to compare ourselves to others. You know what? I know I'm not Joyce Meyer. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to try and compare myself to her. Joyce Meyer's Joyce Meyer, I'm me, and I'm going to be the best me, and you be the best you with the gifting that God has placed in your life. You be the best you, but don't compare yourself. Let's not compare ourselves to others. Lust, greed, there are other things. Let's not allow these things into our lives, because if we do, they will hinder the life of God flowing through you. Man, I, you know what? We, we've got to be those clear vessels that God flows through. Let's not get those vessels all clogged up. Man, let's just be pure vessels that God can flow through. 
And David, last Sunday, his main artery, his aorta, was blocked. And that's what brought on that heart attack. But that artery didn't suddenly become blocked last Sunday. It didn't just all of a sudden, in one day, it happened. That, that artery was getting blocked over time. It happened gradually. And he was totally unaware that this was happening in his, in his heart and of the, of the danger to his life. And so, in like manner, we need to be on our guard. Make sure that our arteries aren't becoming blocked. In the natural, there are telltale signs. If our arteries are becoming blocked in our natural heart, there are telltale signs. Um, shortness of breath, um, chest, chest pains, fatigue. There are various others. I'm not a medical um, professional here. This is just what I believe. This is what I understand what happens. But so it is in the spiritual. There are also symptoms that can manifest in our lives if we have if our arteries are getting clogged up. There are telltale signs of what's going on in our hearts. And so Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, Luke 6, verse 45, Jesus said, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. And I just had a little, let's just leave it up there. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And I looked up, what, so what does that word good mean? That means excellent, joyful, upright, beneficial. So a person, a joyful person, an upright person, a person in right standing with God, that person brings forth beneficial fruit, something that's of value. Whereas the evil man, that word for evil is wicked and harassed. And here's another thing, it can also mean diseased. The evil man is a diseased man. He's carrying a disease. Because out and an evil man, out of the evil treasure in his heart, brings forth disease. Brings forth disease. And that word treasure means a deposit. It's a deposit. We've got to be careful what we're depositing. What are we depositing? What are we feeding our hearts? What's on its way to our hearts? What's in our arteries? It's sort of waiting in the, it's sort of sitting in a waiting room waiting to get into our hearts. What, is, what kind of deposits are we making? You know what, once that stuff's in your heart, man, it's a job to get that stuff out. Hey? It's a real job to get it out. But we, everything's redeemable, okay? So let's not grow, grow faint-hearted in this, in this situation. But if your physical heart isn't healthy, it can affect other parts of your body. It can cause heart disease. There can be fluid buildup. You didn't know you were going to come for a little bit of a medical, biological message here today. But there can be fluid buildup in your lungs and your kidneys. You can get a thing called 
um, edema, so you get fluid retention, your arms and your legs can swell. It can cause a stroke. I mean, there, there's so many other parts of your body that, are, that an unhealthy heart can affect. But in the same way, if we have unhealthy hearts, we too can affect other parts of our body. And I'm talking about the body of Christ. Our unhealthy heart can affect others in the body of Christ. James chapter 4 verse 1 says, what causes fights? Now this is, this is James, the brother of Jesus, and he's speaking to the church, and he says, he asks these questions, this question, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? This is what causes it, written to the church. So we need to make sure that we are guarding our hearts above all else. Guard our hearts. Be diligent more than anything else and be purposeful. So we're going to be purposeful in guarding our hearts. So I just want to encourage you, first thing in the morning, just some key, just some principles. I just want to throw them out and you can take what you want, but this is what I do in my life. First thing in the morning, purpose in your heart. Purpose in your heart. Psalm 63.1, the, the psalmist says, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. Early will I seek you. First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. You know, I know tomorrow's Monday. Oh, tomorrow's Monday. Most people hate Mondays. But you know what? It's just another day. It's just another day. Early will I seek you on a Monday. Early will I seek you on a Friday and on a Saturday and on a Tuesday and on a Wednesday. When I wake up in the morning, my first thought is, and I, make, I do it on purpose, Lord, I love you. I love you. I'm so grateful. I'm thankful. And I lie in bed and I thank God for today. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Thankful for my salvation. I'm thankful for your mercies. Your mercies are new this morning. Your grace is sufficient. Your kindness is over all your works. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And do you know what I'm doing is I'm sowing seed for the rest of the day. How we start, it's important how we start, how we start the day. How we start the day. Sometimes I wake up grumpy, and other times I let him sleep. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not calling Chris grumpy. Okay. I, sometimes I wake up and I'm grumpy. And you know what? I could, and, and it ruins my day. But when I purpose in my heart, no, I'm not going to go through the rest of my day grumpy because it's going to affect, it's going to affect our household. And I don't want that. My husband is a blessing to me. So because what you're thinking about, if you wake up grumpy and your mind is full of all this negative stuff, it's going to affect the way you feel. And if it's going to affect the way you feel, it's going to affect the way you speak, and the way you speak affects the way you act. And that's, that's just the way it is. It impacts other people. So we need to be aware what's going on between our ears. First thing in the morning, let's take every thought captive. Let's take every thought captive. Like, I think it was Martin Luther King who said, you can't stop the birds from flying over your head, but you can stop them from building a nest in your hair. Start the day right. 
sow the right seeds. And then I want to continue with that thought. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your mind and keep it set, the Amplified said, on things above. Throughout the day, life happens. Life is fluid. You engage with wonderful people and things happen. But the Bible says, set your mind and keep it set. And the psalmist in in Psalm 55, he says, morning, noon, and night, I will praise you. I will pray and cry aloud. And the Bible says, and he will hear my voice. Let's, Let's be mindful of God throughout the day, starting first thing in the morning. Sow those seeds and let's carry, let's keep watering those seeds during the day. Remind yourself, morning, noon, and night, God, your mercies are new today. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. This is how we guard our hearts. This is how we stop other stuff from getting in. We, 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 we guard our hearts. But sometimes things can slip in unexpectedly. And stuff can start building up in our arteries. Maybe it's negative words being spoken about someone. Maybe it's criticism, or gossip, or slanderer. Slander, I I actually looked that up today. A person who slanders is called a circulator. That's that's what a circulator is. It's somebody who takes some bad misinformation and circulates it. Let's not be like that. And what happens when somebody comes to you with gossip, with slander, with criticism? Bible says, take heed what you hear. Walk away. Walk away from criticism, slander, gossip. Have nothing to do with it. Don't, don't let your ears become somebody else's rubbish bins because what goes in there takes, takes seed. It's seed that's being sown into your heart. Don't allow the stuff into our lives. We've got to pay attention to the welfare of our innermost being. So, what about worry? Who worries? Nobody? Ah, I see that hand, I see that hand. Worry, anxiety, fear. What can you do to guard your heart against worry, anxiety, and fear? It's simple. Renew your mind. Bible says, renew your mind, which we're going to do. We're going to set our minds on things above and trust God. It's about having, we've got to learn how to have a peaceful heart, having a peaceful heart. Because Proverbs 23, 7 says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What's inside will come out. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if we're thinking anxious thoughts, we're going to create anxiety. And anxiety can lead to depression. Depression can lead to all kinds of mental health problems. But as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Now let's look at John 14, 27. We're sticking this up on our fridge at home. John 14, 27 from the Amplified. Jesus speaking, and he says these words, Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give 
and bequeath to you. Let's just stop there. Jesus is saying, my own peace I now give and bequeath to you. That word bequeath, that word bequeath comes up in, when you bequeath somebody in your will. It is Jesus' will that he gives us his peace. It's his will that we receive it's his peace. That's part of his will. And he goes on, he says, not as the world gives do I give to you. In other words, the world does give a kind of peace. He's saying, I don't give as the world gives. The world gives to get. God gives to give because he is love. God so loved the world that he gave. He gives to give. His agenda is love. That's his agenda. Jesus goes on and says, do not let, do not let, I've got it in my notes, it's bold, do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. Do not permit. I don't think he could say it in any more clearer terms. Do not permit yourselves to be fearful, intimidated, cowardly, and unsettled. Oh, come on. This is so important. Thank you. I heard an amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not. Neither let them. Don't allow your heart. Don't allow it. We, ha we can do this. And it's not by willpower. It's not, it's not just, I will do this, I will do this, I will do this. No, Jesus is he's revealing his will to us through his will. But our will has a part to play in receiving his peace. We have a part. As you have received Christ Jesus, so walk in him. How did we receive him? We surrendered. We submitted to his will. And that's how we receive his peace. It's not by striving. It's not by willpower. But our will has a part to play in receiving the peace that God wants to give us. A beautiful scripture in Isaiah 30 says, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. In quietness and confidence. In con confidence is your trust will be your strength. So we're going to maintain a peaceful heart. Philippians 4, we have to go there. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing. Maybe you've heard these thousands of times. I want you to hear them with fresh ears. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Why thanksgiving? Because when we pray, when we pray, we believe we receive. So therefore we can have thanksgiving in our hearts because God is hearing our prayer. He says, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which transcends all human understanding, will guard your hearts. The peace of God 
will guard your heart. The peace of God, this is key. It is pivotal to guarding our hearts. We've got to let, cast our cares onto the Lord. You know, I'm aware we all have issues. We're all facing things in our lives. The Bible says, cast our cares, cast our worries, cast our burdens. And it's not just sort of sticking your head in the sand, but we cast our cares because we know that he cares for us. He loves us. And he wants us to have peace in our hearts. Have peace in your hearts. Because the peace of God, which is, it transcends any normal, natural law. The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds. There's power in the peace of God. There's power. It's almost like a paradox. How can there be so much power in peace? But there is. It's a paradox. Allow the peace of God. Allow, cast your care onto the Lord. Be anxious for nothing. And the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love the scripture. Proverbs 14:30 says from the NIV, it says, a heart at peace gives life to the body. A heart at peace gives life to the body. If your body is feeling weary, if you're feeling weary, tired, cast your cares onto God and receive his peace. Receive his peace. Like it says in Isaiah 30, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. God's, there is power in peace. There is power, there is strength in peace. And life, God's peace gives life. You know, if I've got a lack of peace, the first thing that happens is physically, I become tired, physically tired. But when there's peace in my heart, then I'm alive, I'm alive. And that's what we're looking for, some nutrients. Some nutrients to, to counteract all this plaque, all those fats, the high blood pressure. But we've got to give place to God and allow his peace, allow his life to flow in you and to flow through you and touching the world around us. I love the scripture in, in, in Psalm 56 by David. David's, David writes the psalm and it was written, to, written by him when he was escaping Saul. Saul was out to kill him. And, so, and he, he, writes this, he writes this line and he says, Whenever I am afraid, I put my trust in you. And I think David, David, the psalmist, the king, the greatest king that ever lived, psalmist David says, whenever, not if ever, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. This is David who, who, who he slayed the, the, the lion and the, the bear and Goliath and at one point they say Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his tens of thousands. This is a mighty warrior, and this mighty warrior who's killed a lion, a bear, a giant, he says, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Whenever I am afraid. What are you afraid of? Have you perhaps got a slight anxiety in your heart today? Have you got some fear? in your heart today. 
What are you going to put your trust in? Who are you going to put your trust in? Maybe, maybe if it's a financial matter, it's the, it's the bank. Or if it's a work employment type of issue, your employer. Or the agency. Your spouse. Yourself. The government. Who are we going to put our trust in? I'm going to be like David. Whenever I am afraid. And do you know what? Just because you do feel afraid, just because you do feel afraid, doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean that, that you're a failure. That's it. God's finished with you. It doesn't mean that. But it just means you don't have to submit to it. You don't have to submit to that fear. Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. Just draw closer to God. Like these songs that we were singing during the worship today about the love of God. We, God's love. Allow God's love to just permeate you to just become part of who you are. Allow that life and the love of God to flow in you, to cast your care on the Lord, to trust Him. Purpose in your heart to have a peaceful heart. And that's where we're going to end today.